what he started to do was expose the different avenues that I can utilize to really help our community. And the common thread was taxes. Mm -hmm. All of us, regardless if we hate IRS, Uncle Sam, or whatever the case may be, we all have to file a tax return at some, some time. Right. And so I've started to realize with their tax return, I can teach them about money. I can teach them how to save. I can teach them how to invest. I can teach them on how to manage their money. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and we have a very special guest on the show today. I have Falashade Ayabusi. Falashade, excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, excited to have you on and, and hear about all the awesome things you're doing. We're obviously live here at Intelligent Office, so we get really fun treat to actually meet in person and yes. do this interview, which I'm incredibly grateful for. So I guess to kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more about you, your story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Thank you so much again for having me. Yes, finally getting to meet you in person. I feel like my story is a bit typical now when I talk about it. It's because I have that typical grew up in the hood, underserved mm -hmm. type of background, mm -hmm. but it actually really was that. So my dad's Nigerian, my mom's Black American, mm -hmm. and my dad's an accountant, so I'm second generation. Nice. And so he was servicing clients, and I would intern with him, and just the conversations with just totally different. Me and my mom would go and stand in the line to file her taxes via H&R Block. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, oh yeah, I'm getting five grand back. I'm getting 5,000. I'm going to do this. They didn't get a refund. What is going on? They right, expected right. it. It's a totally different conversation. And so I really started to notice that, oh my goodness, we were talking about getting money back, refunds, and being taken advantage of. Right. And their community was talking about, same black, black people, talking about rental properties. Oh, I owe, but it's okay. I got to pay taxes anyway. Yeah. Investments and stocks. The conversations was just totally different. Right. And during that time, me and my mom was going through um, a lot of financial issues. She ended up um, having to leave her government job. Mm -hmm. So at home, I was struggling in the hood, poor, yeah. barely can even eat. And then I can see these people getting refunds or owing 20, 30,000. So that intrigued me. And then I was like, okay, you know what? The only way that I think my mom could have prevented us from being in this financial state is her by her being more financially literate right. and being more open to investments and things like that and having more of a um, savings fund, a sick fund, and just more financially sound. And so at that point, I was 16. I had to end up um, walking away from Duke Ellington because we couldn't afford to maintain a lifestyle that I had to, right. to go there. Right? Yeah. Right. And then I just shifted everything to just focus on accounting. And from that point forward, I ended up saying, you know what? Every Everything I learned from them, I'm going to bring back to the community. And then from there, I just been an accountant. I've been like, since I was like 17, didn't have the credentials then, but I knew I, that was what I was going to do at that point. So that's like my background. And ever since then, 
I went and got my bachelor's in accounting, my master's in accounting, mm-hmm. and then my enrolled agent's license to represent clients against the IRS and things like that. And it's just been an exciting, unpredictable journey, to be honest. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So I want to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're working with your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like and then how you're serving the clients you work with? That's an amazing question. So what it looked like for me is that one thing I noticed when I start most, I can't even take credit, when God started to really develop and hone into my purpose, what he started to do was expose the different avenues that I can utilize to really help our community. And the common thread was taxes. Mm-hmm. All of us, regardless if we hate IRS, Uncle Sam, or whatever the case may be, we all have to file a tax return at some, some time. Right. And so I've started to realize with their tax return, I can teach them about money. I can teach them how to save. I can teach them how to invest. I can teach them on how to manage their money, how to have proper record keeping and organizational skills, and then also show them the pros of them having all of those skills and how it would then impact their future generations. And so what he did was to show me that, dang, just through their W-2, I can help them invest into their retirement account. Oh my goodness. Now, if they were to go and start a business, in addition to them having a retirement account, I can now have them direct them to have health insurance through the business so they can get right off of their own health insurance and then teach them how to hire their child. So then the child, so it just started to just develop over time. And so I use my client's tax returns as the foundation to really help them become financially literate. But in addition to that, to help them build, and I hate to say it in this time that we're in because this generational wealth has been used to scam people today, but I really use their tax returns to help them build generational wealth. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I love that you found like that. It's the financial discipline that builds wealth. It's not really about the amount of money we make. It's about the discipline behind it. So it takes a person that has a nine to five to just sock away $50 a week and don't look at it again. And then once you get comfortable with the 50, now do 100. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe in depriving yourself either. But if you know that men can do this so much better than women, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. You guys can literally sacrifice everything and go, oh, I got 50,000. That might go, well, Okay, did you eat? No, I barely ate, and it's okay. All right, be proud. A woman like, okay, it was the worst thing ever. She didn't lost a hundred pounds, but come back, you know. Um, but it's just we—that's how wealth is built. We've been lied to. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's so powerful to you know. I think uh, there's this quote I, I hear all the time in, in business, but I feel like it, it translates to everything. As they say, the secret to the overnight success is it takes 10 or 15 years. And you don't hear that, especially in the social media world where everything's quick and everything's fast and everything's instant. Um, and it doesn't really happen like that for success. So I love that. Again, obviously what you do, but I love the reason why you do and how that helps to move those things in that needle forward. Do you feel like that's part of what I would call like your secret sauce, the thing you feel that's your part of it? Yes, don't tell about it. Is it Yes, and it was actually amazing is that my story, I've been through so much. I've used to be a real estate agent. Okay. I used to be an insurance broker. I'm a mom, wife. I, I just, I have so much experience. So, and then a businesswoman at that. So I tie in my whole life, my whole experience from every client, from everything and pull it together. So even if they know my secret sauce, they don't have the experience. So mm-hmm. yes, that is part of the secret sauce, but it also um, involves me putting my personal experience um, involved behind it. Yeah, I, I love that. It is so funny you say that before we even go to the next questions because mm-hmm. when I started to build my firm online and it was just like every other account on Influencer ended up getting pushed and got back by other platforms and mm-hmm. it just seemed like they were just able to launch this and do this. Yeah. 
And I had to like really take a step back and say, you're not a wife. They're not a mom. They don't have this. They don't have this. Your lane is different. You have to focus on what God gave you. You will mm-hmm. never be able to work as much as, as they do. And do you really want that as your lifestyle? Like in the end. So I think what sets me apart is that I realized that what people call crutches, I use that to my advantage mm-hmm. because they can never talk about how to juggle it all because they never had to. They only had to juggle a business. You cannot compare with me trying to juggle being a wife, a mom, business, my employees, build assistance, processes, tax season. You can't compare. Yeah. So me guiding someone else when compared to them would be a totally different strategy, background, and everything. So I, I learned to use everything that I've experienced in life, everything from my children from every experience and that makes us really who we are at home and make us actually the best and you can't compare yourself to other people but it make you the best in your lane yeah absolutely and it's always about getting one percent better being better than you were yesterday mm-hmm. and if you can have that focus i think it's incredibly powerful uh, so i wanted to switch gears a little mm-hmm. bit and i want to ask you for what i call a ceo hack so this could be like an app it could be a book or it could be a habit that you have or something that makes you more effective and efficient <sighs> i would say a little bit structure, I say, me being structured. And it's levels to being structured. When you are one man bang, your structure may be having sound systems and working on one service every particular day. So like, for example, when I was building my firm, I offered payroll, booked the same services, right. but I was a one man man. Right. So on Tuesdays, I would work on um, bookkeeping. Hmm. Wednesdays, I know I had to process payroll. So payroll was Wednesdays. Right. Thursdays would be my days where I call Iris and I represent a client. So me being able to really structure my life, structure business, be structured and enjoy that discipline that it comes with. Mm-hmm. I think what's really my CEO hack because without discipline, you can be swayed anyway, just like a leaf. Yeah. And so, for example, while I was building myself and going to my attending university, I was always, I was a party monster at that time. I was always swayed and tempted. Oh, let's party. At that time, I showed my discipline and my structure at that time because I wouldn't party. I would go and do my assignment, do my studies, and then the next day later, I would go. But that's the beauty of being structured and disciplined because you're not missing out. You don't have that fear of missing out because you know that based on my lifestyle, based on my goals, I have to maintain this set of structure. And I've been willingly happy and enjoyed that process. And I think that's why a lot of businesses crack because during that time of structure that we need to be most disciplined and most organized and most, we tend to not. Oh, our friends are partying. We want to be with them. No, no, no. You're stru- you have to be structured. So, for example, I want to party. I want to go hang out right. and, you know, dance a little bit. I like to dance. Mm-hmm. But you drink and you're like, I can't wake up drunk on Monday. Yeah, I, I have structure. I hang over. Yeah, I have yes. to be energized and be ready for the week. So, I right. think me being able to sit comfortably in that structure. And, what I, and the reason why I'm saying discipline and all that, because that surrounds the structure. Mm-hmm. Without discipline, you can't maintain structure. Right. Without focus, you can't maintain structure. Right. So, I think me being able to sit comfortably in my structure and what really makes one of my CEO hacks. I, I love that CEO hack just because. Because I often will say, like, the systems will set you free. And those processes, systems, and discipline will set you free. Oh, thank you. 
what would you consider to be what I call a CEO nugget? This is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine or potentially your, your favorite client. I'm just going to always use the saying that my mom and my sister told me. Everything that you do today reflects your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're CEO and you have to act like the CEO today, if you say you want to make a million dollars tomorrow, then that means you have to make million dollar steps today. Mm-hmm. If you say that you want to be able to sleep in and be financially free, free in three years, what you do today predicts that. Mm-hmm. So everything that you guys want to achieve in the future is determined on what you actually do right now while you're listening to us. So yeah. I think that's what it's one of those things that if it, it, it's now builds up our habits, routines, like everything involves today and that's where the saying of living a moment mm-hmm. because in business you actually have to be in the moment mm-hmm. you're on a sales call you have to be hi it's philosophy day Suncrest. how are you you can't be distracted <laughs> with the kids and you're fumbling right. so i think just being able to really be in that moment and it's just it just gives me that yeah it's, it's powerful because um, I was thinking of it. There's a quote that Muhammad Ali has. As he said, he said that I was the greatest before I became the greatest. Mm. And he continued to repeat this stuff. And, and it also speaks to me, like how powerful words are and things that you, if you want to be a, a millionaire, if you want to be a billionaire, you want to you know put away. A lot of times you make the intention of doing, it, you say you're going to do it and then you end up doing it. But if you don't step into that, then it's hard to create those habits, create yes. that system, that processes to do that. So what would you consider to be your answer to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO? Our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So last day, what does being a CEO mean to you? Mm. I'm going to just use a few words. The chief executive officer, executor, sorry, the chief executor officer, mm-hmm. the chief responsibility officer. I think the CEO is the person that sit there, first of all, it depends. If they're the founder, then they were the visionary. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if they're not the founder and they're just the CEO, but let's look at the person that's the founder and the CEO like us, right? Mm-hmm. They're the visionary. They are the head. And this is where like when it comes down to marriage, they're the head. Mm-hmm. They are the bridge between what they dream and their outcome. Mm-hmm. And the book stops and starts with you. And so I think the CEO is just a person that's willing to take full responsibility for the output, the input, and the results of their organization. And so with me, for example, even if my team make a mistake, I still take full responsibility because that means I overlooked something. That means I didn't have a process in place. That means I didn't convey my message clearly or I didn't have the steps or the document to walk you through. So that leads back to why I said chief responsibility. So you have to take full responsibility. Most firms or businesses never get to the level that they want because the CEO didn't take responsibility for marketing. If you can't direct it, we still have an issue. So they're the ones that determines the input, the output, and the outcome of the organization. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love that. Truly appreciate that. Obviously, appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak. I want to hear a little bit more on just general tax information, depending on when people are listening to this. What should they be thinking about throughout the month? But I also know that you have a book as well, too, that I think has come out. So we'd love to hear about like how we can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book and all the awesome things. Yeah, so I'm just so excited because, like I said, God's timing is it's, we're not in control. So I started writing my book, Audit Proof, about maybe two to three years ago. 
And I'm always ahead of the of the wave. Mm-hmm. And God always plants everything in my head. Two years, one year, eight months ahead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why I can't go viral when I say that to you? <laughs> he has his plan. So I started writing audit proof about two years ago when, when President Biden came into office mm-hmm. because he originally had a goal to revamp the tax system in terms of acquiring more paper trails about all of our finances. If you want to work with me and you do end up purchasing the book, we are given 10% across the board. So if anyone want to work with me, you, you, once you have your book copy, you get 10% off your services. So that's one way. But just follow me on Instagram, guys. And if you go to my link tree on my Instagram, all of my links are there. And then I have a lot of free resources as well. So for example, the IRS just did the ERC withdrawal process. The mm-hmm. link is there, right there for them to withdraw their application. Okay. We have a free worksheet. So just go to my, follow me on Instagram and go to my link tree. It's a lot of resourceful information there. Truly appreciate all thank the awesome you. work you're doing. Appreciate, you know, the work that you do. Thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.